Attention Inland Empire. Maybe you've heard of the terms float tank, sensory deprivation, or float therapy, but we have a question for you. How much do you really know about it? For example, did you know that floating takes all the weight off your body with over a thousand pounds of Epsom salt? In fact, the zero gravity environment provides incredible relief to achy joints and tense muscles. And not to mention, thousands of people have gotten relief from arthritis, fibromyalgia, tendonitis, inflammation, and chronic neck, back, and shoulder pain. The solution is heated to skin temperature so that after a few minutes you actually feel like you're floating in midair. Now you are in control of your complete experience and you can feel free to float with the door open and the lights and music on, but if you turn them off, it creates an environment where you don't see, hear, or feel anything. It's the experience of nothing. Now you can only imagine why so many people use the float tank to achieve deeper levels of meditation, enhance creativity, better sleep, and stress relief because it allows the brain to slow down into deep alpha and theta states to ensure you achieve complete relaxation at float state. Relax, heal, unwind. Before I came to Alcoholics Anonymous, I thought all the people that I knew who didn't drink were self-righteous people, holier than thou. So it never occurred to me that Alcoholics Anonymous was filled with people who had drank like I did, and now were the same people that I used to drink with. The same people that I liked, only now they weren't drinking. They were people just like me who had been drinking for a long time and found out that it didn't work for them anymore. Visit aa.org for more information and download the Meeting Guide app to find a meeting near you. Telephone therapy. Hello? Is it me you're looking, looking for? for? <laughs> I am I'm Carl. Uh, I can see it in your Okay, sorry. Uh, I'm an alcoholic, my an addict and all the above in my sobriety is August 22nd, 2014. I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic. My sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This is Sober Pod. <laughs> Sober Pod is the podcast about recovery that doesn't sound like a podcast about recovery. We are not experts or professionals, just a varying number of deeply flawed individuals with good intentions. If you would like to hear about the 12 steps, check out season two of 2019 for the years long coverage of 50 plus episodes. And it goes without saying, we do not speak for any recovery groups or organizations. And as always, we encourage you to listen in moderation. Do you have any other um, uh, phone songs that you want to bring up? Because really, like the number one song would be Lionel Richie's "Hello." I even I would like thirty years that. after you were born. I would. That's contest. it, right? Is that the? So there's "Telephone" <laughs> okay. by Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga, and how does that go? How does that go, Chelsea? Um. Now I can't think of it. Because you said that, but then okay, also, we can, well, well we talked about this on another episode. How you would like, you put something up at work that said like "hello," and then, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. But like so a, like a phone one though, a phone specific one though. I mean, that just seems kind of like because there's always like you know "hello," like walking down the street, <laughs> "hello" in person with a you know wave "hello," say goodbye. I say hello. And, oh yeah, you know <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So um, 
So I don't know. I don't know the other telephone specific ones, but this is uh, we are we are specifically talking about living sober, and we are on number ten, making use of telephone therapy. And I can't think of anything that sounds more antiquated than the words telephone <laughs> therapy. Like seriously, doesn't it sound like you know? Oh, I'm gonna call up Joey get some telephone therapy. <laughs> It just feels really weird, doesn't it? It doesn't sound like <laughs> right. it. I feel like you should go into a phone booth to make a call for your ter- telephone therapy. That's what it reminds me yeah, of. It's just like, so it's not like telehealth or anything. It's like, you know, it's whatever, like, you know, with your, all these modern day doohickeys on their internets. This is like, <laughs> it just feels to me like this is like very old school. You're right. Like you go, you like, you walk down to the corner with a, I mean the corner with a, with a, a dime, you know, or even maybe a quarter, like when the 80s came. They, they, you know, they, <laughs> you know, it's a big deal, by the way, people, when when the 80s happened in a telephone booth or telephone pay machine was, was a quarter. Oh my God. Like every, people lost their <laughs> ever loving minds. It was a big deal. I remember when I was a kid. So you would you would walk down to the to the to the corner and get into the uh, what they call a telephone booth, and then you would call up uh, somebody in AA and and say, "Damn it, I want a drink." And then you you have then started your telephone therapy. Is that it? Is that really? Is that was is that I, what I we're talking about? I can see it playing out like a movie scene. This poor mm-hmm. alcoholic who just doesn't want to drink. Cat raining walks outside. in front of him. Yeah. He's just walking down, making his way to that pay phone. Now you just have it in your pocket. You just have to press I a know. button. It's weird. You ungrateful yeah, it's a, it's what, yeah, I, I imagine him dropping the quarter, too, because he's so shaky that he can't <laughs> get it in the slot. You know, that kind of a thing. Yeah, God damn it. Tink. Yeah, son of a bitch. You know, you get the <laughs> internal mo- monologue going on. Just need a drink. God damn it. You know, so, so I, I, I we've, we've really set the stage, haven't we? I think we've taken it a little too far. Uh, so, so, um, so what we're going to do is, is if you haven't guessed or if you don't know what we're doing here, we, uh, are taking the book Living Sober. We are reading through the book. And this is for newcomers or people who want to, you know, remember what it was like to be new. Um, you know, maybe, um, you know, I was talking to a, a friend, uh, who is listening who is going to listen to this, and I, I apologized in advance. But um, but he said uh, he, that he was going to listen to this because he works with a lot of new people. He's like, oh, it's great. Like, I'm going to listen to this because, you know, living sober, I work with a lot of new guys. And it's and isn't it funny, like, how we really forget, like, about this stuff, like, after, you know, a few years go by. We really don't, like, these kind of basic things we don't really mm-hmm. think about because now they're, like, second nature or now they're, like, mm-hmm. oh, that's, that's something I did in my first year or whatever. So, um, so yeah, he was talking about uh, listening to it just to get kind of like a refresher. I thought that was really cool. Um, so before we do all that, before we have the book play and we listen and then we talk about it, um, uh, do what kind of housekeeping are we doing here? We're doing some housekeeping right now. Housekeeping. okay can i can i make her swedish or german because that's all i really like (laughs) 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 (laughs)
I like the German one. Und, I think that's great. Und Herr Karl, is that you? <laughs> yes, yes, darling, come in. Um, well, we could start out with we are a part of the Fire Network, which is the Fent Fen- <laughs> Friends. The Fentanyl Network. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not. Wrong We're network. Not. Wrong network. No, no. The <laughs> Friends and Recovery <laughs> Enterprises. I think that's what it's and, called. And the reason that we're saying we're part of the Fire Network is really at this point, you know, we're we're, we're looking for other people, and we actually we did. We got um uh uh re- recovery pod uh last week. We got them mm-hmm. on, um, and then uh uh so yeah, uh, so Mike from Inspire to Inspire, who's on our sober pod live, he also inquired mm. about uh, uh being a part of the Fire Network, which I thought was pretty cool. So. So one of the things that the Fire Network is, is we're really about just kind of, uh, you know, shared network in terms of promoting and being able to maybe, put, you know, potentially dip into other people, get them on the show or vice versa, um, you know, really help to promote. And so I sent out an email uh, last week uh, with um, uh, Recovery Pod. Uh, with a link to their stuff to our to our email list, so uh, that's mm. just kind of part of something that I wanted to to start being able to do because so when people start having interest, and so of course we still need to get all of our ducks in a row. We're still putting all that document um, together, and that will be going out shortly. But if you are interested in being a part of the Fire Network, uh, contact myself, uh, which is info at silverpod dot com, uh, and then and or Friends in Recovery podcast, which is help at Friends in Recovery podcast and i want to say dot com i always forget i think it is help it help at friends and recovery podcast dot com and then they will uh also get uh back to you in terms of how to go about being a part of the fire network i think that's all we needed to really say there yeah and then also shout out to uh bang and bod phil phil harding who's putting in the sweat and i am not i'm sorry phil I need I need you to kick me into gear. I've been doing water polo all weekend, so I'm just saying I have you excuses. You have excuses. You know, I, I have no really, excuses. I, well, other I, than school. I, uh, I've been I've been I've been going to to Youngin's water polo games. But yo, isn't that exactly the type of person that he should be targeting? It's like people like me who have like I don't really have time to do any exercise mm-hmm. and it's just an excuse it really is an excuse does so. he do so, like um, I, does he do um like nutrition plans or anything like that yeah yeah so when you become an actual um member of his like a uh mm-hmm. you know you, he takes you on as a client he runs you through like the whole gambit of like what it is like you know your whole regimen is and he you know he looks at all this stuff and your eating habits blah 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 it takes you through whole nutrition you know meal plan you know he does this whole workup on you and provides you like a mm. regimented thing to do and he like he, not only that he like he, he's an accountability partner in that sense too so he like will call you up and check in on you and like it's like <laughs> it's a thing you know what i mean and i'm like i'm not part of that thing thank goodness like i already got too much shit i'm responsible for i don't want to be i don't want to be like having banging bud phil call me up and then you know i'm like i have an answer to him too i'm like i can't do it i just can't do it <laughs> so yeah no he does the whole thing he does the whole thing that's awesome so um what else what other housekeeping items are we doing 
Oh, um, it would be really super amazingly cool if you would like us, subscribe, leave us a review, kiss emoji, you know, all that good stuff. Um, you can find us on Twitter at SoberPod. You can also find me on Twitter at Sip and Sync. And I think we're done with Don't look the for plugs. me on the Twitter. House. I don't No. Yeah. <laughs> uh so um uh, the oh the other thing is that we're going to start um doing video of these things as as for your I think it's more of your suggestion or your idea but we did have some votes on it for sure. We did. Um, and um and I I actually love the idea to to so to put these videos on the membership section. So we are recording these we normally record these we nor- we don't we don't necessarily we don't dress up for the part now do we? Like we don't really like you no, and but I, now I need to. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> now I can't look like a freaking hot mess express. Well, I I just kind of go as I go, man. That's it. Like that. I don't have any <laughs> other. I don't have any. Like I don't care how good of a shirt I wear. I it definitely is still a hot mess. That's all there is to it. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could shave. You know, again, <laughs> again, <laughs> once, once or twice. A You'll week. get to see people that it doesn't matter how long you've been sober, you can still look like shit. Yeah, it, this is <laughs> still a shit show. Is really what it is. Okay, so okay, so that being said, now you only get to be like seeing us in video form if you go to the um, uh, the membership section. Oh, and you know what? If you go to facebook.com uh, slash soberpod, um, you. You can get access to the SoberPod Live section, which is really where we post a lot of stuff. People post back and forth, um, you know. So, so you'll you'll see under the SoberPod Live, there's a group. And what I want to start doing is I want to start giving away more free memberships under the SoberPod Live section. So look for ways to earn memberships under SoberPod Live as well. Um, and then if you would really, if you really cannot afford, and I mean you cannot afford two dollars. Uh, but, you know, of course, you have to have a credit card of some kind in order to access the, the membership site. But if you really can't afford it, honestly, uh, please, by all means, we will send you a, a, a free membership uh, code that you can use. Uh, and, you know, by all means, this is not like, you know, we're not we're not making bank here. This is really about um, uh, being as helpful as possible. And so if you really can't afford it, we one will be provided for you at at no charge. OK, so. What we are doing is we are listening to Living Sober, the six and a half minute version that says, uh, you making use of telephone therapy. Telephone <laughs> therapy. Telephone, telephone therapy. <laughs> and so so uh, we're going to listen to this and then we're going to talk a little bit about it. And Chelsea, if, this, if you can't hear anything, make sure to tell me because this is going to be really awkward for us just sitting here. <laughs> All right, here it is. 10. Making use of telephone therapy. When we were first trying to achieve sobriety, many of us found ourselves taking a drink without planning to. Sometimes it seemed to happen practically without our knowing it. There was no conscious decision to drink, and there was no real thought about possible consequences. We had not intended to set off an entire drinking episode. Now we have learned that simply postponing that first drink, putting something else in its place, 
provides us with a chance to think about our drinking history, to think about the disease of alcoholism, and to think about the probable results of starting to drink. Fortunately, we can do more than just think about it, and we do. We telephone someone. Not just anyone. When we stopped drinking, <laughs> we were told repeatedly to get AA people's telephone numbers and instead of drinking, to phone these people. At first, the thought of telephoning a new acquaintance, someone we barely knew, seemed strange, and most of us were reluctant. But the AAs, those with more non-drinking days behind them than we had, kept suggesting it. They said they understood why we hesitated because they had felt the same way. Nevertheless, they said, just try it at least once. And so finally, thousands and thousands of us have. To our relief, it turned out to be an easy, pleasant experience. Best of all, it worked. Maybe the quickest way to understand this before you try it is to put yourself mentally in the place of the person being called. It is a rewarding and gratifying thing to be trusted that much. So the person receiving the call is almost invariably nice, even charming about it, not at all surprised, and even glad to hear from us. There's more. Lots of us have found that when we wanted to drink, we could telephone someone more experienced in sobriety than we were, and it was not even necessary to mention that we were thinking of drinking. That was often understood without a word. And it really did not matter what time we called, day or nights. Sometimes, for no apparent reason, we found ourselves suddenly, inexplicably undergoing an onslaught of anxiety, fear, terror, even panic, which made no sense. This happens to lots of human beings, of course, not just to alcoholics. When we told the truth about the way we really felt, what we were doing, and what we wanted to do, we found we were perfectly understood. We got total empathy, not sympathy. Everyone we called, remember, had been in exactly the same boat sometime or other, and they all remembered vividly. More frequently than not, only a few moments of conversation made our thought of a drink disappear. Sometimes we got practical, eye-opening information, or gentle, indirect guidance, or tough, direct, heart-to-heart -heart advice. Sometimes we found ourselves laughing. Observers of recovered alcoholics have noticed the extensive network of informal social contacts among AA members. Even when we are not at AA meetings, and often when no one is thinking or talking of drinking. We've found we can have about as much social life with each other as we want, doing together the usual things friends do, listening to music, chatting, going to plays and movies, eating together, camping and fishing, sightseeing, or just visiting, in person or by note or telephone, all without the necessity of a single drink. Such acquaintanceships and friendships have a unique value for those of us who choose not to drink. We are free to be ourselves among people who share our own concern for the maintenance of a happy sobriety without being fanatically against all drinking. It is possible, of course, to remain sober among people who are not recovered alcoholics and even among those who drink a lot, though we will probably feel some social discomfort in their company. But among other sober alcoholics, we can be sure that our recovery from alcoholism is highly prized and deeply understood. It means a lot to these friends, 
just as their health is cherished by us. The transition to enjoyment of sobriety sometimes begins when, newly sober, we keep in touch with others equally new at the game. At first, it often seems a little awkward to strike up friendships with people who have been sober for years. We are usually more at ease with those who, like ourselves, are just setting out toward recovery. That's why many of us make our first telephone calls about not drinking to our AA contemporaries. Telephone therapy works even when we don't know any individual to call. Since a number for AA is listed in practically every telephone directory in the United States and Canada, and in many other countries, it is easy simply to dial that number and instantly be in touch with someone who honestly understands at gut level. It may be a person we have never met, but the same genuine empathy is there. Reaching out through the Internet can also help, making a connection with another alcoholic in your own hometown or perhaps halfway around the world. Once the first call is made, it is much, much easier to make another when it is needed. Finally, the need to talk away the desire for a drink virtually disappears for most of us. When it does, many of us find, however, that we have established the beneficial habit of occasionally friendly telephone visits, so we keep them up because we enjoy them. But that usually comes later. At first, telephone therapy is primarily for helping us stay sober. We reach for the phone instead of a drink, even when we don't think it will work, even when we don't want to. I never wanted to. Me neither. <laughs> even even today, I'm like, oh, you're calling me? Ignore. <laughs> Text me or you're yeah. dead to me. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, you know, um, I don't know when it, uh, my first sponsor um, said, uh, you know, call me every day for 30 days uh, this time around. You know, when I was uh, back in my day when I was 15, <laughs> you know, it was uh, we we didn't have like cell phones and it was really a lot harder to, um, you know, uh, you know, be walking down the street and suddenly decide to call. Right. Because you felt like drinking, you know, you really you had to make your way to a phone or just mm -hmm. stop by their house. That was kind of how that worked um, or make it to a meeting or whatever. But, yeah, no, I, I um, you know, I. Today, in today's age, you were talking about it before we did the reading. It's like, um, it was like, it's so like ubiquitous, man. It's there. It's like, it's just, it's like, like right now I could literally like call somebody and get them in on this conversation if I wanted. It's mm -hmm. so strange how it works like that right now. So, um, but I guess here's the thing is it none of it, it doesn't matter how quick or how easy it is because or meaning technologically, because it's not easy mentally. Mm -hmm. And that's always, that was the problem for me is like, you know, um, and especially even like, you know, I had to call my sponsor every day for 30 days initially only to show him like my interest in being, you know, a sponsee. Mm -hmm. like really, that's what it was. It's like, you know, can I, can I even make that basic commitment of calling somebody once a day? You know, uh, plain and simple. Can I make that basic commitment of calling somebody once a day? Um, but I got to say, that's probably like what really um, 
you know, drove me into the arms of sobriety more than anything else. Um, because, you know, I was going to a once a week meetings. So, you know, one day on a Tuesday night, like, woohoo. And, uh, and I, uh, and I talked to him, uh, you know, at, at best on my lunch hour and at, at worst, like a five minute, Hey, how are you? Good. Okay. Bye. You know, that kind of a thing. <laughs> but that was about it, you know? Um, so, you know, that was like my first introduction to really getting to know like somebody on a different level than I think that I had done so in the last 15 years of my drinking so it, did did you when you uh, first got into program did you uh, you get a sponsor did you, you know, I, I don't know if you did or did did you did you get a sponsor no. right away? so I did not get a sponsor until about a year in um I was just that person who sat in the back and observed because I was still internally like battling am I am I not an alcoholic and do I need to be here? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Mm -hmm. so, you know, after some time, I think it was about a year, I did get a sponsor and she kind of did the same thing, you know, call me every day, like at least once and check in and we'll start doing step work. And, you know, I called her, um, usually on my lunch break, um, during the week and, you know, there were days where it was just like that, like, hey, yeah, I'm still alive, still sober, mm-hmm. checking in. And then there were other days where I was like, God damn it, like this person pissed me off so bad. I don't know how to cope with it. I just want to drink, you know. So I was grateful for having that one conversation a day when I really needed it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is it showing that my sponsor, my commitment to sobriety, but it's also giving me an open door for, Hey, like I'm here, like for the hard shit, like I'm here to talk, like I get it. And, um, you know, who else is willing to do that? And like, set aside not a time for you fucking person on this planet you know, I'm like set, a, you, yeah, yeah. set aside time for you day or night. Um, you know, when you can, to just like ramble on about some shit that they're like, mm-hmm, yep, been there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and how's and, that gonna and, work out? <laughs> <laughs> and and if there's no like there's no money attached to it. it. Always like, you know, I just always thought like like okay, therapy's different. You have a professional doing those things and da da da. And there's really no guarantee. I mean you could end up like, you know, getting a sponsor who's like a complete moron or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But but at least, you know, you, you you don't know that because you are also a moron when you first get sober. <laughs> I feel you know it's like so. I'm just kind of like, all right, so it's cool. So so for me, it's like um, you know you don't have to pay any money for it. That person's usually there. They're being of service. Period. That's really what the deal is. Um, you know that they they get something out of it because it helps them stay sober. Um, but it's just just that somebody is on the line, and you know what? More than anything. Uh, they, you know, they talk about it, uh, you know, a little bit of just like um, just by making the phone call for me, just by the sheer fact that I have to whether that person answers or not, just making the effort to find that person's name and hit, you know, the button really mm-hmm. kind of in my earlier days really helped me to not um, chase the thought further. 
right? It would stop the mm-hmm. thought to drink right there. Like, like, like I would just even like, you know, so get through four rings or whatever. And then the fucking, and then the, you know, the, the, um, voicemail starts, you know? So I'm like, even by then I'm like, whatever I hang up and I'm just like, Hey, just thought I called to check in, you know, or whatever. I never really wanted to say like, I feel like drinking. I never wanted to say that. I don't know. I was just chicken. I was yeah. just really chicken at first. What did, did you call and like what they said? Um, what did they say? Like, even if you call and don't really talk about it, I forget where it was, but it said something like even where you like you call in, um, that person kind of knows why you're calling it anyway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, did okay, you ever like with my with my sponsor I could have said like you know I'm really frustrated like my relationships going this way and it's frustrating yeah. and it's scary you know I may not outright say like I feel like drinking or I'm having yeah. like the urge the craving but she knew why I was calling why I was mm-hmm. distressed mm-hmm. um and, you know, she could put two and two together. Like, it's not that hard. Just because I'm a little fearful of saying the words doesn't mean I'm not thinking it. And I think that another alcoholic, another addict recognizes that. Um, yeah, yeah. And you don't necessarily have to say it to, like, get help, get um, some guidance. So I, you know, I was a total pussy when it came to getting phone numbers too in the beginning i was like nope i couldn't even do that Mm. you know let alone ask for a sponsor it took me a whole year but um i was not trying to meet people or gain like support and really i think i did myself a disservice by not just doing it and like putting myself out there because i feel like i would have um progressed a lot quicker had I had more support and more people in my corner because when, you know, I did get my sponsor and when I did start socializing with some people after meetings and getting phone numbers and stuff like that, that's when things really started to gel, like to, to move together. And I was a lot happier and less, um, focused on alcohol and more focused on recovery yeah yeah you know Did i you it, it's funny I, no not like well so i don't know i think people um you know let's just say this much like i would get picked to do the readings and i knew how to say anonymous or <laughs> anonymity and um and so people didn't like you know they pull me you know you know what i mean like I, and not only that is I uh, I had that stuff memorized because I had done it when I was young, you know. Mm-hmm. So um so and I and I went in after sixty days, um I didn't take I went to meetings where I didn't take any chips except for like the I think it was like the six month one or whatever, so I didn't have to identify as a newcomer, uh you know and you know what I mean it's like I I I look like a kind of a retread and I look like maybe I already had a, uh you know people on my my team or somewhere right mm-hmm. and i i totally did not and so um so that's when I, I got with my sponsor and he was like his first thing that he did is he introduced me to a friend i i, I see a lot today which is great uh i see a friend um and uh and he said hey this is you know so and so and i and i'm like hey like I, he was dragging me over introducing me to people 
And he's like, yeah, you don't want to be like this guy. He's been in 14 treatment centers. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, shit. You know, I'm like, I, I've only been in one, you know, and I don't want to, I'm trying to stay away from going to the second one, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it, it was just, you know, that's how I got it started to get introduced a little bit. But the one thing that he did make me do, because he knew, he said, what's the deal? Like, uh, I'm like, well, I'm okay at work. Like I'm okay at work. Like I can talk about work. I I can I can, you know, there's five or six people in the room, but complete strangers for with no obligation. Well, we're not talking about work, you know. I I oh, that means we have, I have to talk about Carl, and I don't know who the hell Carl <laughs> is. I have no clue. And mm-hmm. and in those situations, you know, there I I'm I'm having a hard time, you know, with my people pleasing because I'm like, okay, like what do I. Uh, how what do I say or do or whatever trying to uh, read the he, room <laughs> yeah and I can't and there's no there's nothing to read the room with basically yeah. everybody's there to just get sober which is really strange so um for me <laughs> so I ended up um uh he he told me I had to be the greeter and then and, and come to Saturday meetings and uh and I had to shake everybody's hand before COVID by the way I had to <laughs> shake everybody's hand who came into that meeting and and introduced myself you know so hi i'm carl you know welcome and and i just and i was fucking terrified <laughs> terrified i mean i can't even tell you how terrified i was i just it was it was i think about that today and i'm like what i i look forward to that stuff today like that's like a complete 180 of who i used to be so mm-hmm. Getting to know these people and that kind of stuff, um, it made it a lot easier to then get phone numbers eventually and, you know, do those things. And um, and I look for people to connect with that I could maybe get their phone numbers with. But it's still hard. I don't care who you are. You know, it's it's just especially when you're like, again, I, I don't have I don't know what to talk about. You know, oh, what do you call up somebody? Hey, how you doing? Like, I don't know how you do. It just seems so fucking lame. <laughs> like, oh, you're sober, huh? Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, but now it's like, I get it. It's like, uh, you just ask questions, you volley. I learned that from Brad, uh, the guy I talk about. He, like, you know, um, he, you know, he was telling me the other day, he saw us, you know, about going on interviews. He's like, yeah, it's just the same as meeting somebody, you know, in sobriety. You just, you just, you ask questions, you volley. What do they say? You know, listen to what they say. Mm-hmm. think of a question ask them a question about said thing that you think about you know it's like so basic but it's just mm-hmm. initially it i don't know uh, did you feel like uncomfortable completely uncomfortable did you ever call somebody on an, on a regular did you ever do that other than your sponsor no i didn't um no? i would say i mean maybe it's different um like people my age that's a generalization. But like I said previously, I fucking hate talking on the phone and I would much rather text someone. And so, um, did I text people? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it wasn't oh, ever like an- your generation in my generation completely. That's why I love that we're so far. <laughs> Cause yeah. like my, my, my generation is like, if you call, you leave a voicemail, right? Your like, generation don't. is like, <laughs> you might call, but you would never leave a voicemail, right? You would nah. totally text, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. For sure. You wouldn't even make the phone call first. You just text. I would text first before okay. making a call. You know what I mean? Like I side side note, um, I taught my grandmother how to text. That's how much I hate talking on the phone. <laughs> and now she's great at texting and well, she uses great. Siri all the time. And it's really funny what she texts me from Siri. But <laughs> but you know what? It's uh, generational changes you know but um i did um add people on facebook and instagram and um i wasn't really big on snapchat at the time but i think that's more like the gen z like they kind of use snapchat yep (laughs) yep i'm not gen z so um i haven't gone i haven't stooped that low but um you know, I think there are more than one avenue um, to seeking connection. Like you went to Reddit. I mean, yeah, they no, talked I, about the internet. Well, it's also because I'm my I'm more uh, uh, culturally driven that way from my like work and you know the, the mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. And that's something that I've been used to ever since like '95. Like I was on like bulletin boards back in the day i would like you know like i i did bbs's you um but uh (laughs) but that you know so i was used to that kind of thing and that's the other thing is like i knew that this time around like i could reach out and do that and that's why like like i love the that this book is updated because it does bring up the internet like you know reaching out through the internet can also help you know and um you know that 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 is a is a is a this this what we're doing you know people reach out to us all the time and it's kind of cool like you know you get emails or you get stuff like again on twitter or silver pod live that's exactly Mm -hmm. what we're doing we're all doing the same shit you know it's just in a different we're just communicating um it's just that you know i think people in this case it's like they get to hear us talk for a while and then they go oh yeah (laughs) carl's a complete tool so maybe i'll just reach out to chelsea (laughs) oh no (laughs) (laughs) just say it either way but no we 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 definitely get people that uh reach out and and i think it's just about connection it really is and it's about trying to build those connections and relationships and um you know and that kind of stuff that uh you know i just had somebody uh call me from florida the other day um last friday and literally like um i met this person through another person who referred this person to me but here's the thing I I just got a a, a number from Florida and I'm like, oh my God. So my, the best part is I don't know. I only know two people in Florida. So I, 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 I answered it and I said, um, I said, I am not posting bail. That was my first words out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And the best part, the best part was, is it was, it was some, somebody that, but he was in a treatment center. Right. So he's like, no, you don't have to. I'm in a treatment center. So, so it's kind of funny though. Right. But um, but here's somebody who's like a whole a whole country away, you know, making use of the phone. And he and he tried to call a few other people, but he's like, hey, he even said to me, he's like, I know I'll call Carl because Carl will answer the phone. Right. Mm, And and sometimes that's all you need is for somebody to answer the phone. It doesn't need to be like, you know, some Einstein or, you know, freaking, you know, Dr. Drew Pinsky or whatever. It just needs to be somebody who will answer the phone, you know, Mm -hmm. and. And that you can tell my day fucking sucks. That's it. That's, you know, mm-hmm. some days that's all that I needed. I need to post online, go on to Reddit and say, fuck. 
<laughs> this sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I have a bunch of alcohol in my house and I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> you know, it's like, and then, they, you know, and everybody responds and says, throw it away, you fucking moron. <laughs> oh. You're like, so well, smart. now that you, now that you've told me that, why didn't I think of that? Like, duh. But maybe, you know, maybe you knew that, but you wanted that connection. Yeah. You know? Well, I, again, I, I don't know about you, but, um, I, I, geez, I wanted to do a topic on this once about, about, um, about needing permission. You know, it's, mm. it's funny. Like I mm-hmm. needed permission to throw that away. I needed, I almost needed permission to not drink. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like one of those things. Like I needed somebody in my corner saying, don't, that's not the way we do this. And, and I needed mm-hmm. permission that it was going to be okay. So, yeah. So, um, so what about, have you ever had people calling you for, for telephone therapy or text, sorry, texting you? <laughs> if people call me, <clears throat> it's not like I won't answer. It's just, I prefer not to talk on the phone. And so if someone calls me, um, that isn't like my immediate family, then I'm going to answer because that is unusual like most people Mm -hmm. would not communicate with me that way it's kind of like oh no who's dying oh no like who's who's at the hospital you know so but if someone called me especially someone in recovery um I would pick up and um you know it's I can't think of an example of like someone personally recently but I do think like it's so strange. Like people, like you said, just need to sometimes spill their guts to someone, anyone who answers the phone. Mm-hmm. And I answer the phone um, at my job, doctor's office, and people feel like they can just tell you all sorts of crazy shit. Oh, you're it. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy because there was one day in the matter, in a matter of like three hours, two different women had called or I called them one way or the other and they told me that they had been like sexually assaulted and like all of this stuff going on and you know know, I was really hoping for something hilarious (laughs) no no just funny I was like oh you know I really want something I'd be like and I'm sitting here and I'm going but this is Chelsea she's not going to say something (laughs) completely hilarious like I was like oh two women called up and they both had rubber chickens stuck up their vaginas and you know one was across town you know something you know but no it's it always has to be dark I know I'm sorry but I mean (laughs) to be fair men do tell me ridiculous things about their penises let me just say that like thank you I'll pass it along (laughs) A rubber chicken attached to my penis. It's All either right. it's either like people are completely like embarrassed and don't want to tell you anything, or they will tell you everything down to every detail. And you know what? HIPAA. I can't say anything about oh, yeah, it. That's, so. that's true. That's true. That's <laughs> but like but yeah. So um, I really believe that. Uh, one being open for people to call you if they need to talk period like is is a good um way to live a good way to operate um i always tell people that if you need me call me day or night and i will i will be there i will pick up the phone i will jump in my car and 
they'll pick you up, like whatever. Um, because I really wish that I would have had someone like that early on in my sobriety because I felt really alone and really lost and scared because mm-hmm. I, one, didn't have the courage to reach out to anyone. And two, I didn't know who I could reach out to. Um, the only thing I knew is the one AA meeting um, I went to once a week. Mm-hmm. That was a safe space, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I didn't open myself up to any other help. So, same. I same because I, you know, and it's funny. I I don't really. Um, I share it a lot, actually, as I say, like you know, that I came to these meetings when. And it's really hard to say it sometimes. It's like I was literally scared. I I felt so out of reach. I was like, uh, just I was not. I was like a quarter of the person that I was before, uh, you know, um, before walking into those rooms. And so it's like, I, I when I walked into that room, I was at my lowest of lows. And I think that that's what it usually is for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. but still, even though I sat in those rooms. I didn't really do a lot to reach out once I got there. Mm-hmm. And that was like, you know, a, a, another problem. So, um, so, you know, as far as telephone, I, um, you know, I got a, you know, a handful of numbers. I you know, got a hold of a couple different people and, um, and I became enough to where I could text or where I could do those things. Or, um, you know, I could ask people if they were going to the meeting that night or whatever. Um, and then, uh, and it's usually on a text, by the way. It wasn't. It wasn't completely devoid of text. But <laughs> if it was important, and that's that's how I also tell sponsees. It's like I go, yo, you 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 call me first because I need to hear your voice, right? So, you know, first of all, you call, and if I don't answer, leave a voicemail because I don't. If you're just calling to check in, great. Just leave a voicemail. I just need to know that hey, that that's because I might be like you know be able to check the voicemail and not necessarily able to talk on the phone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing is I go, and if it's really important, text me like, so get my attention, you know, it's like, because then I will excuse myself to, to, you know, for whatever, you know, that I need to do and I'll find you, you know, uh, at that rate, I will be there. If I can be, I will be. And that mm-hmm. is, a um, that's something that I couldn't do even for my own family before I fucking stop drinking. Because if, if my daughter hurt her arm at sports or whatever, high school or junior high or whatever, like I wasn't on the numbers to call list because <laughs> in, in the, in the, in the one time that I was, cause I, I had, uh, I started my own company and, um, and I was, uh, bar hopping at, at 12, in the afternoon and I had totally forgotten about picking up my daughter and, uh, and, um, and it was, uh, two o'clock by the time I got a uh, two thirty. by the time I got the phone call, you know, Mr. And I, cause I'd stepped out to get that call and I am drunk. I can't even tell you how drunk I am. I step out to get the call and, uh, um, and they're like, your, your daughter's on the grass. Like, your daughter's like, the, she's the last one on the grass, right? So she has to go back inside, and then I have to go get her. And it takes me about 45 minutes to go get her. And um, and I'm drunk, driving drunk. And I go in, oh um, and I pick her up from the, um, from the 
the office and I'm just like I I I couldn't hold my breath anymore. I walked in. I <laughs> went to go sign her out. I'm holding my breath the entire time. And oh my then, God. They asked me a question. I'm like, here for you know. I'm turning my head. You know. <laughs> so oh my God. My name but um, but yeah, that's the thing is um, uh, it's uh, it, it was it was so terrible to have to to do those things. And today, like, I can totally get in the car at any time anywhere and be there right i don't have to worry about those things i don't have mm-hmm. to ever think about like am i going to be sober enough to drive and that's the difference it's like so when somebody calls me i will be there if i can be there because i know that i won't be drunk mm-hmm. <laughs> to go do that shit i know that i can do that today and that is a gift oh you know over and over again that's a gift so mm-hmm. um so i don't i don't use it um uh, you know, frivolously, you know, I, so that's the thing is I, I do go and, um, I, I will be there if, if need be. But again, most of the time I don't need to be there. Most of the time, most of the time the call is enough. It's like, and by the time you're done with the call, you're like, so do you feel like drinking now? And they'll be like, yes. <laughs> and then you'd be like, but don't. It's kind of how it goes. So, have you ever gotten the call, I guess? Have you ever gotten like the call that says, I I want to drink? Um gosh, I can't I can't think of an instance like that. I remember when I was um much younger, when I like had first gotten sober, I guess. Um I had a friend call me needing to kind of get out of their environment, um, which had a lot of drug use happening. Mm. And, uh, she was struggling with it and had gone to rehab and, you know, was sober, but then relapsed and, you know, the whole thing, but she was like, I need, I need out. And so I, I helped get her out of there, get her back to like her parents place safely. Um, and stuff like that. But it, I, I can't say that, um, it's been like, I'm going to drink right now. I need, I need you to answer my call, you know? Um, so no, I haven't experienced that. I, I've gotten a couple drunk calls. I haven't, I don't know if I've gotten like the mm. one that's just like, I mean, I've gotten a few that like, yeah, you know, having a hard time and you know that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, it's just frustration. Like you're talking about frustrated over you know, relationships, which is usually what it is. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I've gotten, I've gotten the uh, the calls which I love because I, I I will buy somebody a book, and I'll put my name my name and number in there, and so sometimes the the book will fall into enemy hands and it'll be <laughs> it'll be somebody <laughs> is, you know somebody else right. But I did uh, I got a call once it's like you know from a, a drunk dude uh, who was like uh, uh, what do he say uh, he's like. Because <laughs> it, it, it wasn't enemy. This is a dude I actually talked to, and he was like, and he was like, "Are you really happy?" <laughs> like, <laughs> just like, I would die. <laughs> you know, I I didn't even know what else to say. Yes, yes, I am happy. Yeah, but it's like, I'm like, yeah, you, you call me when you're sober. That guy's like, dude, never called me. But you know, it's like, it's it's funny how it works. It's, it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's funny how it. You know, uh, a dude out of out of the blue. You get a phone call from a drunk dude who's like, are you really happy? It's just such a good reminder of like, 
oh my god mm-hmm. i don't want to ever be like that i don't want to be that dude I don't want to be that dude calling somebody up like that, asking them if they're goddamn happy, you know? Calling a number you found in a book. Yeah, right? (laughs) So so strange. So strange. Okay. So I think that's it. I think think we're good, unless you got more to to talk about on the subject. I know you got to get to your dinner. And we have watched. If you guys have been watching, you've watched the, the light behind Chelsea slowly go from like light to dark, to dark, to dark. Suddenly she's going to fade away. Yes. Okay. So, fade away. So your dinner's your <laughs> your dinner's <laughs> on the kitchen counter and we've been keeping you. Um what what do we what, how do we end these things? How do we end these things better than we're ending them is the question. We don't end it. We just keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> just totally fall asleep. <laughs> One more time. No, you hang up. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those those calls. I'm talking about calling. Oh my god, those were the best calls. I would pick the phone up for those those calls all the damn time. I would be oh, like, "Are you asleep?" That was sleeping? that was me always. Are you sleeping? No, I wasn't sleeping. No. Oh, I'm you'd here. be sleeping, or the other person be sleeping? The other person. Oh, it'd be the other person. Like, did like, you fall asleep you? on me? Ah. <laughs> you say, I, I, you say. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Can I? I was, gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna do a fifth step on one of these calls that I made once, but I'm not gonna say anything <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <sighs> we'll talk about it some other time. When, 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 when do we get the sex inventory on this Living Sober book? <laughs> oh, my God. No, we're not. Okay, uh, so so what, 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 how can we end these things better? You say stay. Stay. Active. Active. Stay. Stay. Sober. Sober. And then what do you say? Deuces. That's it. That's all she wrote. Leaders, leaders, party people. Okay.